What's up, everybody? Thank you all for coming out to Podcast 16. This week, we have the goddess Shannon coming on here. She has been training for 10 years. She's a master trainer at Bar Above in Austin, Texas. She teaches Pilates. She does everything, okay? There's a lot of knowledge that's about to be dropped here. I don't even know what Pilates is fully. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what bar is truly, but it's amazing. I've been in a couple classes. They hurt, okay? And Shannon, Shannon hurts people professionally. She hurts people professionally, living. okay? Yeah. Um, in a dominatrix sort of way, <laughs> but in a way that, like, makes you fit if that makes any sense to anybody. She also happens to be our sister-in-law. Nepotism. She is married to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> we love Shannon very much, so we're excited that she is here with us today. Um, so Shannon, tell us a little bit about your background and who you are, what you do, you know, just kind of spit it to the crowd, let them know what you're all about. Well, thank you, Brandon. That was absolutely lovely. I loved the description up until nepotism, <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I'm in the fitness industry and I actually started in college freshman year. Didn't want to gain the freshman 15. Prior mm -hmm. to that, I was in drill team. For those not from Texas, it's just like a dance team. It's not, it's not stepping. It's, it's not stepping. I thought it was like stepping. Like yeah, when I think of drill of, team, I think of that movie Step Step Stomp the Yard. Stomp the Yard. Yep. I don't know why it's a southern thing, but it's essentially a dance team. And so I danced all the time. Got into college, and I thought, well, I don't dance anymore, so I need something. And that's where I found my fitness. With um, I went to Texas A and M. The rec sports center there has a really awesome fitness program. Fell in love. I thought to myself, you know what? I could do this. And turns out I could. So go. I yeah, started right. teaching step aerobics, one of my favorites. Can you, so you do teach stepping? You, so you, you weren't on the step, step team. team. But you do teach stepping. Yes. Okay, essentially okay, okay. stepping on a box <laughs> and stepping on. <laughs> Professional <laughs> box stepper right yes. here. Yes. I stepped. I kickboxed. Um, did hit stuff. And then that's also where I found bar, which is my favorite type of exercise. Um, Bar, since Brandon, you said you didn't quite yeah, know. Yeah, so tell, tell me a little bit about bar. I know that there's a bar involved and it's not um, alcoholic, Correct. right? So it's a non-alcoholic bar kind of exercise. I know there's a lot of pulsing. <laughs> I know there's a lot of- Can you speak on why um, bar is your favorite? Because yes. personally, it makes me want to die. So speak to yes. that. So, I yeah, will what speak is to bar? It. What is bar? So bar has a lot. Bar has evolved, and the type of bar that I do is with bar above. And I, the reason why I love bar above so much is because it's not necessarily all the pulsing that you might see in other classes. Yes. Um, they focus Good. more on functional standing movement and. You know, it's just with a little bit of ballet, little yoga, little Pilates, all three my favorite. Um, and so it's just about obviously strengthening the muscles in the body, but instead of pulsing all the time, you get bigger ranges of motion and it gets all those tiny core muscles that you can't necessarily see, but those are the important ones, right? 
hold you um, up all day. Yes, they hold you up all day. And when I first took bar, I remember thinking as a dancer, I've got good body awareness. I'm good at this. And I took bar and I thought, what the hell is going on? I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what posture I'm taking in the day to day. That's that's how I felt. That's how <laughs> yeah. I felt when I first. I was like, I uh, I can lift weights. Yeah. But this is different. Yeah. This is real different. It is. So it's really focusing on posture and um, just alignment is the other thing that I really love about it, which also kind of goes into Pilates. Um, and the, the things that I love most about these types of formats is really the mind body connection that comes with it. Um, because for me personally, as a fitness instructor, I think my role is to help you, the student discover your body in a, in a better way. Cause we know our bodies, but it's kind of like, we know our bodies, like we know our significant other, we've been with them forever. And then we kind of start just letting things go and we don't really take time to date our spouse as some might say so it's kind of like listening Tiana are you listening are you listening Brandon's over here just okay are you listening looking for an opportunity she is to dropping talk knowledge date your body yeah you know what I mean so it's date, like, that's, I like that body. date your body yeah this idea of like we, we live in our bodies obviously but we just kind of like to your point spend so much time just like not thinking about them at all and the amount of adults that like really have no true concept or awareness of their body in the day-to-day it's like this thing carries you around through life and yes. you have no attention paid to it sometimes and exactly. even if you are like working out on the regular or doing all these uh you know doing workouts or sports or like you said dance and all of this there are there's we're so complex there's so much about us um that even doing these one specific movements or working in, in in one modality doesn't cover the whole entirety of the body um so I, okay so i know with bar it's a lot about the core mm-hmm. okay what is the core spit it so the simplest way that i tell people what the core is is it's all of the muscles that are attached to your spine and your pelvis. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. definition. So it's not just the six pack abs. What? Those, yeah, what? Brandon, not it. It includes your back muscles, your front muscles, your, your boot, oh, muscles. Booty. <laughs> your booty muscles. You can go with booty. All right. <laughs> your booty muscles. Get them right. I say glutes and people are like, what's that? So, your booty, booty your, muscles. Your twerk muscles. <laughs> the twerk parts. So all of those attach to the spine oh, and... And they, they work to stabilize the spine and the pelvis. So core work is not just planks and sit-ups, it's posterior chain, which is like the back of your body, right? Yes. The, the back muscles, the glutes, which tends to be very underworked in mm-hmm. most of our bodies. Right? So you're telling me that you can have six pack abs mm-hmm. and not have a strong core? Exactly. That's correct. That's ridiculous. I would say it's actually probably fairly common in probably men who just focus on like Listen, that's not gender it's not gender mm-hmm. it's not gender on people who just focus on the upper body on or they. just can on you, like can sit-ups. You just, they them people that's fine yes. yeah that's okay that's, that's gender fine. neutral okay, that's fine. okay. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, so if you're just doing strength work and you might have a six pack, you might have low body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. That does not necessarily mean you have a strong core. Mm-hmm. If your back body and your booty muscles, et cetera, et cetera, are not on point. Exactly. So what do you see is like, like when you're instructing people, when you're working with people, what is the number one thing that you have to like drill into them over and over and over and over again? Like, what's the thing that people miss in this core activation or getting like the mind body connection Uh, between the core? Well, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Um, I would say my most used thing in class that I tell people to do the most is to relax their shoulders Hmm. because I don't know why but when things get hard and also to breathe the breath is one of the best ways to really dive into those deep internal core muscles that you can't see Um, and so breathing is one of the easiest things that you can do to really strengthen those muscles And in Pilates, we have what's called the Pilates breath, right? It's different from the yoga breath where, you know, your belly is rising and falling. In Pilates, it's more training um, to expand the lungs, stretching out the intercostal muscles, which are the muscles in between the ribs. We have very tight intercostals, so we're not getting the fullest breath available um, usually day to day. So in Pilates, we talk a lot about the breath. And we talk a lot, or I talk a lot, about relaxing the shoulders. Could it also be considered um, like diaphragmatic breathing, or is that different? A little um, bit. I think it's a little. It's a little bit different, um, but essentially, it's similar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's? Can you speak on? Okay. Bar versus Pilates. Like similar-ish, I think, in a lot of people's minds and how they think about it. Mm-hmm. What would you say? What's the difference? Like, what would you do? bar for versus Pilates for? Like what are the the kind Mm -hmm. of like the strengths, the differences of each of these? Well, I think bar is more fun. Okay. Um, The way I teach bar (laughs) at least, it's just more fun. Um, You get a little bit more of a kind of a party type of vibe. Um, And it's mainly done standing. Bar tends to be more leg heavy. Okay. and then, whereas Pilates is... Do you use lightweight, sorry, do you use light weights in bar? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we use light weights in bar, standing, and then sometimes when we move to the floor. But with Pilates, it's a lot slower pace. Um, it's a lot more kind of, I don't want to say controlled movements because bar is also controlled, but it's much more kind of take your time, really focusing on the movement as you're doing it. So eccentric, concentric work. Um, it's like a focus on that both directions. Whereas bar, it's a little bit more flowy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very, very similar. Just bar adds more fun. And Pilates is often like on the reformer or do you do mat Pilates? I do mat Pilates, but I, I also do reformer Pilates. I prefer the reformer just because it's such a great piece of equipment that really allows you to be supported in your movements um, and because gravity is a bitch. I'll tell you what. Yes, yes, yes she is. Gravity is not our friend and so in Matt Pilates, I personally think Matt Pilates is harder because of that so you start to lose the form and the alignment that you would experience on the reformer where you're supported and you're able to kind of work with the resistance of the springs. 
Um, if you don't know what a reformer is, you should look it up. It's a fancy piece of equipment. Looks like a torture device to some. Which it, I think it, by your definition, <laughs> it qualifies. It qualifies. I think it still holds up as a torture. But it's supportive. It helps you stretch deeper, but it also helps you get stronger. And there's really no cheating on it. That's like that's a big yes. thing. Like there's no like faking your way or muscling your way through something. You either have the strength or you exactly. don't. Exactly. Either you have the strength, you have the control or you don't. And for a lot, a lot of people, it can be very humbling, um, especially for I, some, I, of, some of the men in the I, class. I hate to be humble. So I've never taken a reformer class. I've never done it um, because the bar was just, it, it brought me to my lowest uh, self-esteem point. I was like, oh, I'm not, okay, all right. There's but it's just opportunities to grow, Yes, Brandon. of course, of course. It's just growth. Of course, and I'm, I, no one's afraid of growth here. <laughs> um, it's, and I'm sure once, you know, it's just COVID. COVID is the reason <laughs> why I haven't been in. And I'm sure once this is all over, I'll be on the reformer all day. Yes. You know? So uh, as a man, when I go, Mm-hmm. What what am I gonna find out about myself? Um. So as a man, it depends on the man. Fun fact: Pilates was actually created by a man. It's now it seems like it's more of a woman exercise, but it is indeed created by a man for men, and then it turned into a woman thing. But that's besides the point. Um, I think men are always really shocked by the flexibility aspect of it because usually men focus more on the strength piece. So it's not that they don't have that strength, but with the reformer, it's this mix of strength and flexibility of the uh, of the muscles. Um, and so if you don't have that flexibility, it, it can hinder hinder you. But that's also why they like it so much because they feel like they're stretching their muscles yeah much more than they would usually if ever it's not like it's a big focus too on like mobility which mm-hmm. for any listeners out there like flexibility is the idea of like this like passive stretching you can do like mm-hmm. what you can like what you can use with like by using the floor or like by using your hands or like by like kind of like passively pulling yourself into a stretch versus Pilates sounds a lot more of like what can you own and control through its range of motion Beautifully put. That, that's beautiful. Thank you, you know, Shannon. Thank you so much. I mean, I just, I, took, I just took a mobility training, you guys. That's why. Wow. I'm, I'm on my. Look at that. I'm on my vibe. But I, I actually had never considered Pilates as being a like mobility focused thing of what you yeah, like what you can own and control through its range of motion. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that even for men or women, myself included in this, who do a lot of lifting and strength work, uh, you can be strong, but not necessarily be able to own that range of motion through its entire joint or through its whole range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautifully put. And so that's a little bit about Pilates. Is that why you, like what what about Pilates and bar stood out to you? Like when you were getting into fitness after being on dance team, all of that. Yeah. What about Pilates and bar struck a chord with you? Like why is it that you chose to teach and practice yourself as mm-hmm. compared to other modalities like circuit training or pit or whatever. Or box stepping. Box stepping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I chose, I found bar first and I think I dove into that first, which kind of opened my eyes to both Pilates and yoga later in life. But the thing that I liked about bar, because when I started, you know, you have to remember I'm 18, 
my body is a wonderland. <laughs> um, but I'm 18, so I'm like, oh, I just, you know, want to have fun. I want to be moving. And what I liked about bar was it had that fun aspect that I thought was missing with Pilates and yoga, which are usually done at a little bit of a slower pace. A little more serious. Yeah, it's a little bit more serious. And bar, it was, again, the music's always pumping in my class. I like it a lot. And I, but I really, really enjoyed getting to know my body um, in a new way, working on my posture, working on my alignment, working on this thing called the core that I thought before was just the abs, came to realize. Um, so that's kind of what got me into bar first. And then I also really liked it because it was my first low impact format that I'd ever been to. Um, I was doing a lot of high impact things. And um, while I was at AM, I had the opportunity to work with a lot of great instructors who'd been, you know, there for a while and got to hear their stories of how they injured themselves and how they had to recover from injury and they pass on the wisdom of high impact isn't always everything um you can have low impact without you can have um a fast-paced workout without having to jump all the time and so that was one of the things that i liked about bar was that i felt like i was getting that same high energy um fun fast-paced workout without jumping like this slamming into the joints or like yeah brutalizing your body exactly and so then uh, later on down the road i discovered pilates and pilates actually took me some time to get into because again i thought it was pretty slow um and i just wasn't ready for it um but really what changed my mind about Pilates because before that it was on the mat like I said the mat's a lot harder um it really humbles you and I wasn't quite ready to be humbled at that age so I found Pilates when I found the reformer and when I experienced the reformer it was just like this magical place that I really was able to kind of zone in on how my body was moving the through the whole range of motion um and that's kind of when it was like, wow, Pilates, Pilates is the way to go. And then after I've been on the reformer, I'd strengthened my body um, a little bit more. I visited Matt Pilates again, still not my favorite, but I can find, I can find some value in that. <laughs> it's like, I used to hate yoga, like any yoga. And yeah. then I found a instructor that I loved and I got really into it through her. And now I can find value in any yoga yes. class, even right. if it's not my favorite. I can find, always, you can find the value. Yes, well, I and feel I, that. And I think that's like, you, just like listening to your journey, I think it's like really interesting because I do think that's like the journey most people, if you if you stick with like fitness and like do put that, uh, create a place for fitness in your life, that is sort of the journey that people go through. Mm-hmm. Like you beat yourself up when you're like a teenager. Yep and maybe your early 20s. And then after that, I mean, you were lucky to have people to tell you like, you cannot sustain this. Yes. Right? For most people, it's after a a nagging injury or two that never quite ever goes away. You're Mm -hmm. like, maybe I should stop like beating my body up every single day. Right. And then you start to find things that are a little bit, that are fun, that don't beat you up. And then you get into things that are a little bit more like zoning in, yoga, Pilates, all of that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And I think it's such a 
it's an important journey for people to go through because our bodies are able to handle different things at different points in times. Mentally, you know, maybe beating yourself up physically while you're like in school or at work Mm -hmm. is not the best way to do things, right? Like Mm -hmm. being beaten up at work, being beaten up at school and then beating your your physical body (laughs) up might not be the best way to live your life. So it's like nice to hear you like go through that journey because I think it's something that I've gone through, I know Tiana's gone through, and yeah. like I think a lot of people go through when they uh, stick with fitness. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, not, not to say it's not a time and a place for like high intensity, like high intensity or high impact can still be, you know, valuable and useful, but it's just this idea of like, if you want longevity, it can't be what you do every, it can't be the majority of your workouts all exactly. the time. Especially, you know, us oldies over here. Yeah, yeah. now that we're all old. You know. I'm, I'm still young. No. <laughs> she's young-ish. Um, <laughs> a, yeah. She's coming up on 30, so it's going to come exactly. for her quicker exactly. than she thinks. I don't want people out there thinking that Shannon's 18. I know that you say, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, no. Shannon's old as hell. Okay. Uh, Almost 30. You can only say this to somebody that's uh, family now, because otherwise we someone just walk right off. You can't call a woman old as hell, but for Shannon. It's fine. It's fine. She can't leave. There's a ring on her finger. It's a wrap. Okay, so you've been in the industry for a while. So you said like 10 years you've been teaching? Mm -hmm. Okay. So pitfalls of the industry, you know, there's been a lot of talk in recent years about the toxic elements of the fitness industry. Um, What have you seen that you would like critique or push back against and like slash do you see there being a changing narrative as things like body positivity or as things like as the, as, as the industry changes and shifts like mm-hmm. what do you see happening in the industry what should we be wary of what should we push for because when i think of bar when i think of pilates i really think of like you know i'm from new york so skinny upper east side yeah. women and that's just not like, me exactly well, stick yeah. skinny Stick skinny yeah. Upper East Siders. Shannon's like, wait, I'm not. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Go to her Instagram. Model types, model exactly. types. Exactly. I'm thinking like yeah. 90s, like. Tall. Yeah, like. Dancers, yes. ballerinas. Ballerinas. There we go. Yeah. yeah, like super duper well, like, thin. A, a little brittle. Like when I, yeah. I, I, at least, you know, again, New York, we used to actually work at a bar in the studio. I remember Top Bar, but we used to work at the studio and everyone that came in was like old, thin, a little brittle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much just kind of, but they were also older. It's kind of an yeah. older idea of what it means yeah. to. Yes. Okay, so. And you know, and Shannon's a sturdy gal, so, you know. Sturdy. Sturdy. <laughs> sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> She got so, that body, yada, so, yada, yada. Oh, God. So, so, this, so um, we've said a lot. Shannon, yeah. just speak on that. Speak on. Yeah. Well, um, the fitness industry, I what I'm seeing right now that is interesting, interesting is, you know, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. A squat is a squat. A lunge is a lunge. We're all working towards, you know. Um, that what I'm seeing now is I feel like when I was coming up there was a lot of emphasis on the the science behind the workout um, and kind of having the science behind the workout and having these goals and reaching these goals and 
Um, you know, when fitness first started, it was kind of like, I think of Jane Fonda, I think of all, you know, Tybo, where you're just trying to like go and have fun. And it's, it's all kind of for the look of it as well. And I'm seeing this trend now of fitness wanting to just be fun again. But then I'm also thinking, I, I still think that we're missing the, the, the dating your body mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. thought process where you know, you should do movements that fit your body. Um, we should have a goal of moving as much as we can. Um, and so what I love about the body positivity kind of movement is that they're trying to encourage you to love your body and not, you know, try to torture it with exercise. Cause I do think that's the wrong thing, but I mean, I know y'all did a, did a, podcast I think about this yeah and I really loved how y'all talked about that um but what I'm seeing from the body positivity thing is now it's kind of turning into what I like is this body neutrality yeah and I think that that's a really good place for us to go and I'm hoping that we'll continue in that direction um but I really want the, as fitness instructors, I think we're starting to turn down a road of let's just have fun and let's just pump up the music. And um, I can tell I'm getting old because I took a class recently where the music was so loud, I had to plug my ears. <laughs> now, to be fair, I set up right next to the speaker, but I thought to myself, this is different. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't even hear the instructor's words, you know, and what, what it was that I was supposed to be getting out of this exercise. And I think, um, I think that's what people really need to be focusing on is letting people get to know their bodies and letting people get to know how these movements feel in their bodies and how it changes, you know, or how it, yeah, just how it feels within their own bodies and what makes them feel the best. Um, because to be honest, we're not back in the stone ages, you know, we're not having to hunt for our food anymore. Um, but we also still need to stay moving. And I read an article recently too, about dead butt syndrome. Oh yeah. That's really sad. That was really sad. Speak more on dead butts. So we don't, (laughs) essentially, they're just dead. Like they're, the glutes aren't being worked since we, um, sit so long. And I just think of like a deflated balloon. And, and we've learned that your butt is part of your core. So yes. you have dead butt, you believe really you have dead core. Yeah, yeah, the glutes Ooh. do a lot. But, oh, that's funny, because in Pilates, too, one thing that I noticed is people have really weak glutes, because um, there are certain exercises that really target the glutes or the booty, and people like to just pass those up and go straight into the quads, straight yep. into the hamstrings. And I'm like, but, but the butt needs to engage. Yep. The ass needs to get tight. Well, I like this idea of like, it's like making sure that like the muscles that are working are working and should be working. And mm-hmm. that, you know, I think that people to get people into fitness, the focus on fun is important to get someone yes. off the couch moving. Yeah, it should be fun. You should enjoy it. That's what's going to get them started. But like the importance of knowing why you're doing an exercise, yes. what you should be feeling like fun is important, but so is like the actual like efficiency of what you're doing. It's like not yes. as you say, not losing the purpose. Exactly. And so, it. so after I graduated from college, I actually went on to 
run the fitness um, program at the University of Texas in San Antonio. And I had the opportunity to train college students, kind of like the same journey that I went on. Um, and every time they would come in, you know, they'd start with just the fun aspect of it, right? And even, because I think people think, oh, well, they'll get into why they're doing it later in life. But I know for a fact that even college students want to know why they're doing exercises because that was one of my main things that I pushed with my instructors was you need to educate, 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 educate. And we used to do evaluations where we'd ask, you know, the participants how they thought the instructor did, um, as well as our personal trainers. And the number one feedback that we always got um, was the more you educated and the more you inform them of what they were doing, the higher they would rate your class because they felt like they were learning something about themselves. And then also, you know, cause fun only lasts so long. Yeah. I mean, how many woos can you give until it's just Ooh. boring? Yeah. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> the people do want to know like, okay, but like I've had some clients never ask questions, but other clients are like, okay, but what is this doing? Mm -hmm. Like what? And I think that there Where should is I like, feel this? and like, yeah, you know, I think most people just need to move and the how is like slightly less important than just the fact that you are moving. But yeah. That doesn't mean that the how is like not relevant or important. That well, you should exactly. know why you're doing what you're doing. And I like what you said, Shannon. I think that that's something I'm going to steal. So, um, copyright Shannon, mm -hmm. um, is the dating your body. I think that like working out, doing all that yes. kind of stuff, thinking of it more as like a date, bringing that level of attention and intention into it mm -hmm. can really help with all of that. Like if you're like, you know, if you're on a date, but you're just going through the date, but not actually engage in the conversation with your body or engage in anything, it's not going to be a good date, right? Mm -hmm. So like making sure that you're getting that level of engagement. So I've trademarked that, Brandon, so you can maybe come up with your own. I but, will, uh... No, I'll just pay the royalties. <laughs> I'll just pay the royalties. Okay, so wrapping up, like what, if you could leave the listeners and your students with like one thing, one idea, um, what would you want to leave people with, especially looking at the year that we've had? Mm. If this COVID year, looking at, you know, how this has impacted people's mental health, physical health, all the things, what is something, like a piece of wisdom that you think is most important at this time? Mm -hmm. on. Oh, well, I know we just said it, but I'll say it again. I think you should, date your body um, and just really I think also remember that you can it you can always fail and get up and do it again right failure is not the end of it all right it's this continuous growing process so even if one day it just didn't work out the way you wanted to maybe maybe it didn't work out the way you wanted to for a month Every day is a new day. So just get up, go out there, date your body, get to know how it feels, right? Give it some love. And um, yeah, it's okay. That's what I tell people, it's just okay. Don't worry about if it went uh, went awry. Just get up and start, start a new day. Yeah, I think that's important because I know that for me in my workouts, um, I fail all the time. Mm -hmm. Like it takes me a minute to get back into a routine. It takes me a minute to like 
get to a place, like I'll be working out for a month and not have a great workout. And then maybe like one week, I'll just have some stellar killer workouts and then have another month where like, I'm, it feels like I'm just going through the motions, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that it's really important. I like how you said that. I think it's really important to know that like, failure is going to come, but there are wins in the failures and that like, it'll build on itself. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one day you'll just feel really, really good about what, what's going on. And then another day you might not. Yeah. So is that comes with neutrality also. Whether it's neutrality to yes. the body, neutrality to the workouts, being like, sometimes you love it. Sometimes you're not so happy with it. And it doesn't really matter. You just kind of keep just moving keep going. and keep going. Mm-hmm. And not everything has to feel so, like, heavy. Yeah. Right. Especially this year. It's been yeah. a heavy year. Yeah, be easy on yourself. Yeah. Guys, we're still in March. You know what I mean? Um, January, February, and March are terrible months. So be easy on yourself. This has been a recurring Yeah, I try to plug this every time, guys. In every episode, Brandon um, speaks on how much he hates January, February, March. January, February, March are terrible months. Do not beat yourself up during January, February, March. Date yourself. You know, be kind to yourself. And then July, August is are right around the corner. Yeah. June's cool, too. You know? Yeah. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for coming. I feel like I've learned more about bar and Pilates. I don't know if I will. Um, I would like to say that I will. You know, I, I like the focus on not pulsing. The pulsing stuff yeah. is what really yeah. bothers me. So you talking about how your method isn't with the pulsing. I'm like, you know what? Maybe after this, when things open back up, I can give it the old college try and mm-hmm. really, you know, mm-hmm. get in there with it. Because thank you for imparting your, your knowledge and your experience. Um, and yeah, everyone check out Shannon. Um, we'll put her Instagram in the show notes. You can also just go to our Instagram and type in Shannon. That's with an E-N, not an O-N. Yes. So it's S-H-A-N-N-E-N. And she will pop up. You can give her a little follow. You can reach out for more questions. I'm sure she would love to chat with you. If you're in the Texas area, take class. Austin specifically, because Texas is big. It is. <laughs> all right thank you guys for listening we will see you guys back here next time thank you again shannon yes thanks for having me peace